the doctor from 30 rock you know like dr spichemin yeah. we don't even really know what science is you know i haven't rewatched that show but i loved it so much <laughs> i know spichemin that yeah. it is dr spichemin isn't it yeah because tracy morgan's like dr spaceman's my doctor dr <laughs> spaceman's my doctor yeah <laughs> so i love good. tracy morgan i love tracy morgan i mean that whole cast this is a stacked cast in 30 rock oh my gosh yeah what a great show i think that's the show i probably have watched through the most oh yeah my wife and i when we're like oh, oh yeah let's watch a new show and we're like or yeah let's let's just do 30 rock yeah. again and it's yeah. good yeah you know yeah my one, one of my favorites the uh, um what a week huh jack lemon it's wednesday yeah. <laughs> that's freaking good like, tina fey and alec baldwin the chemistry they have it's just like off the charts it's, it's so, so funny good. yeah Welcome to This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we've been following the Ewoks throughout their storied history, but this time our journey through Star Wars Vintage brings us to Droids, the animated Droids. series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't you just have Sting's theme song bouncing through of your course, head? Of course, yeah. Yeah, except it's not Sting. It's like Sting's friend, right? Oh, is like, it really? I don't think it's Sting. I think it's like the other guy from the police. Oh, no way. Yeah. I think I don't so. really. I, don't, I wouldn't know any better. <laughs> it just sounds like them. <laughs> it's a policey sound. We can agree. Policey sound. Okay, not a yeah. sting sound. It's a police yeah. sound. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. So today we are discussing Droids season one, episode nine, Kobe and the Star Hunters. This episode originally aired on November second, nineteen eighty-five. We were we boys. Mm -hmm. This is a standalone episode. I know. Thank well, sort of. The, the I mean, first. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's like character crossover but you could watch this yeah. one you could watch this one totally cold and be fine i'm curious as to uh, why they did that hmm. me too yeah uh directed by raymond j felice uh written by peter souter and joe hmm. johnson this is the only episode hmm. never released on physical media so not on dvd not on vhs oh no way so huh. probably because it is such a standalone you know and it i really have a is, thought yeah. about that i have a thought about that and here's my thought on that right now are you ready I'm I'm ready. Give it to me. This is based on nothing. I feel like this episode was written as a crossover with Ewoks because they land on this forest planet. You have these guys come and they're like, you know, those little bird creatures to me. Awesome. Or whatever. Yes. Yeah. I feel like you make those Ewoks. You make this Endor. Oh, you yeah. got a great crossover episode. That's what I think. I couldn't they, stop thinking. They about the whole even time. sound the language they spoke, the fake language. Yeah. Sounded. Like Ewokies, man. Yeah, it, it was did. straight up. It they did. might as well just have been Ewoks. Yeah. And they probably should have. The old man, you know, Geege or whatever his name Greege, is, looks Greege. just like the guy in Return of the Jedi, who now people are like, oh, that's Captain Rex, you know, with like the beard and the hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's even got the hat. It's the same hat. It's true. I really feel like this was <laughs> like written he's been to left be a behind. crossover. The most famous non-character to ever exist. That's for sure. But I really don't. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't it seem like that's possible? It totally does. Yeah. Because even on this forest planet, 
you know, and like it, when they're yeah. walking on the bridges and everything up there, it's like this could easily have been the Ewok village. I feel yeah. like they were thinking that and pivoted. You know, that's going to take us right into our featured cast member. And this only adds yeah. credence to my theory, okay? Because the episode was co-written by Joe Johnson. Prior to his work on this episode, he served as the visual effects artist and visual effects director uh, mm. for the Star Wars trilogy, as well as the production designer for the Ewok TV movies, Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor. And if that wasn't enough, he wrote the original kids book, The Adventures of Tebow, A Tale of Magic and Suspense. So oh that's a lot of Ewok in his yeah. background. Uh, but it gets lot. better. Joe Johnson, after his work on the series, would go on to serve as director of films like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Rocketeer, Jumanji, Jurassic Park 3, and Captain America First Avenger. You're saying he directed The Rocketeer? He did direct The Rocketeer, yeah. That That is... Uh, okay, I gotta be honest. That is, I think, the first movie I remember seeing in the theater. Yeah. I think that movie came out in 90... 91 to 93, one of those. I feel like I have not seen The Rocketeer since the 90s, but I remember it beat for beat in my head. It was one of my childhood favorites. I mean, there was Star Wars, obviously, but it was that and Rocketeer. Yeah. And I I did not get enough of The Rocketeer when I was a kid, man. Great cast, you know? Yes. Billy Campbell, Jennifer Connelly, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. (laughs) The bit with the the bubble gum on the rocket pack is so brilliant. (laughs) I I will never forget that. I'll never forget that. (laughs) When I want to get rid of bubblegum, I always think of that. Like, yeah, is there a, a fuel tank I can seal yeah, off? That I can put this on. <laughs> like, Disney has a, a one season Rocketeer show that I don't feel I feel like nobody even knew wait, about. But my, what? Yes. It's, really? Well, it's animated. It's more recent. And it's like his his granddaughter or something finds the uh, the rocket pack and stuff. But Billy Campbell Cliff's, Cliff's granddaughter oh. is in it as the Rocketeer. Like he the oh, same no actor. Yeah. It's like one season, but my son really liked it. No, I got to so, find that because I love the Rocketeer. Man, that like Disney the music no. and everything like I even <laughs> it's we watch movies on the on the back of the house. And that's yeah. one of the movies that I keep trying to yeah. get us to watch them like it's okay for the kids like i saw it when i was really young like yeah yeah timothy dalton's scary but it's like there is that one like henchman that's pretty scary yeah but yeah. uh but i mean that's why like i remember I, I it was very difficult for me to accept timothy dalton as james bond when i eventually yeah, saw because, because i was like no he is evil evil evil, evil. yeah I, know. I cannot accept him as yeah. the good guy and so yeah like what an icon i mean that's so iconic from my childhood man uh, that's great. Yeah. I'm, I, that's that's amazing that he went on to direct the Rocketeer I, I and Jumanji. It's like I know, dude, like what I a know. great flick. Captain America: First Avenger. I mean, First like, Avenger, so, the first one. That so one's so great. good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So many great things. So he's our featured cast member. But I did want to mention Jamie Dick, who voices Kobe, mm-hmm. the title character. He appeared in episodes oh, of today's yeah. special, Cagney and Lacey, and three episodes of the Edison Twins. So uh, we have him here as well mm-hmm. too. Uh, I've got lots of thoughts on this episode, but I feel like I'm going to start spoiling yeah. Chihuahuas and stuff. So should we should we just dive in? Let's dive in. Okay. The uber detailed plot of droids. Season one, episode nine. Kobe and the Star Hunters. Hopefully I'll say Kobe and we'll not see. Cody. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> okay. We open to Lord Toda seeing his brat of a son, Prince Kobe, off to the Imperial Academy, of which he hopes will straighten him out. Jan Tosh is sad he hasn't gotten a response from the Academy himself, yet assures Lord Toda he and the droids will get his son there safely. 
Before they embark, R2 saves Kobe from making an impulse purchase with the riches he's inherited from his great uncle. Manjalpa. <laughs> One more time. One more Manjalpa. time. Yep, yeah, yeah. They had to get him in there. Yep. They make a stop in Zalakesh, a known criminally infested planet. Jantosh checks on their connecting flight while Kobe and his pet Inji explore some local attractions with the droids. When his attention is diverted, a group of star hunters kidnap Inji, an incredibly rare and valuable tessellated arboreal bingefant. Of course. Yes. Uh, kudos to whoever thought of that. They, they just didn't stop at no. uh, tessellated no. arboreal. Keep you rolling. Yeah. Uh, their ship takes off with Kobe still hanging on. Fortunately, when he falls, he lands safely on the ground. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a pinball machine, though. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe quickly purchases a ship he had his eye on earlier. Before the thieves jump to light speed, they latch on with their magnetic landing gear. They end up somewhere in the Danilo system, possibly. They detach, but safely crash land because they ran out of fuel. R2 quickly starts an SOS just before they are confronted by the local tribe of Fuzzum, who think they are star hunters, the very ones they followed here. Fortunately, 3PO can communicate with them. The Fuzzum are amazed that Kobe would go all this way to save his pet, so they decide to aid them. They lead them to the star hunter's base. Kobe, despite being strong-willed, begs for help from 3PO, and they devise a rescue plan. Kobe also quickly learns humility and trust by having to depend on the Fuzzums. 3PO distracts the hunters with a wild jugadoo call while Kobe and R2 sneak to the cages. There, they find a human named Greege along with Inji. Meanwhile, a real jugadoo finds 3PO in the forest, and the hunters' plans of capturing it are foiled in the chaos. Back at the cages, the Star Hunter droids discover the escapees. The Fuzzums swoop in and help stave off the droids. Kobe himself uses a laser to help rescue Greege. In the chaos, R2 is damaged, but Greege thinks he can fix him. Hearing the Jugadoo calls and chaos in the forest, they go lend their help. Before they can help, 3PO wildly runs out, of, out distraught that his Fuzzum friends failed to mention the woods were teeming with Jugadoos attracted to him. Miraculously, 3PO managed to ensnare all the hunters, somehow. Right? So he's by mistake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When Greege accidentally lets go of his laser, it's caught by the Star Hunter leader. Before he can do any damage, Jan, who arrives just in time, blasts the weapon away from the Hunter and directs them into their own cages. Excited by his experiences, Kobe fills Jan in on everything that happened. The local Fuzzums celebrate the victory. We find out Greege was in charge of the creature sanctuary before the gangsters turned it into a poaching operation. Kobe is sympathetic and offers to fund Greege in his rescue endeavors, especially after he fixes R2. Jan announces to everyone that he has been finally accepted into the Imperial Academy. What, like five minutes ago? <laughs> yeah. 3PO expresses yeah. to Jan that it's been an honor to serve him, and Jan reminds them they are actually friends. With no master, R2 wonders, where will the three of them go? Three of us, exclaims 3PO, seconds before his new Jugadoo friend runs up to give him another big squeeze. <laughs> Roll credits. Uh, <laughs> well, 
you know, our, our last Pirates and the Prince thing, we felt a little bit more positive about. And I feel like this is two episodes in a row where I've got a pretty good impression overall. How did you feel about this? I agree. And and it's funny. Watch in the middle of it. I was just like, oh, I kind of like this episode. I, I know. <laughs> I don't know why. And I just I've, there's just really nothing to hate. It was just yeah. silly and fun. And it yeah. felt like all the best parts of Ewoks mixed with I know. best parts of droids. You know, honestly, this to me, this episode should have been the blueprint for all of the episodes. Yeah, because remember I when we were talking early on, like brainstorming, like what could make this better? One of the things we were saying was like, what if there was just some kid and they were partnered with some kid and they were kind of like the caretaker, you know, and that's what this was. It made like, sense to the kid. Yeah. yeah, it did. It did. Mm -hmm. And you still had like Jan kind of in the background and everything. So, I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but I was still disappointed when Jan was like, all right, I'm done now. Cause I just think why, why have yeah. Jan be done? Like let him be kind of showing up in the background and thing and let him be kind of attached to the droids still and just have the droids be yeah. the caretaker of this kid from now on. And I feel like you got a good show. Yeah. I, I thought the episode was just, it just was fun. And then, of course, the Fuzzums, that should have been Ewoks. We know been. that, you know. No question. No I'll have question. to go back to um to Joe Johnson and be yeah, like, let him know. Should hey, push harder for that, man. You finally Give made good, but Let us know. That was what you day. planned. Last time we were talking a little bit about how so many things, um, we, were, we were seeing a lot of comparisons to the prequels and obviously the sequels with Kaibo Ren and all that. Mm -hmm. I thought the little dude who was selling the droids in the very beginning looked exactly like Watu from... Uh, phantom menace yeah. he's like a tiny little guy with like the elephants now he doesn't have wings but like other than that he looks just like watu so i wondered if that was similar because he's selling droids like he's you know yeah there were other aliens in this that we have seen before mm. this episode was was a lot more populated like backgrounds and stuff yes. when they were at the spaceport or whatever like you saw a lot of different things very well popular i think very well populated there wasn't like like, oh, what was with that design? You know, like sometimes we get just get a little shock of like, why yeah. did they choose to? Because you get stuff like Monjolpa, who's very basic. You know, he's basically yeah. like an outline in purple. And then yeah. all of a sudden he meets up with some other alien who's very, very complex and just kind of doesn't fit, you know, with yeah. what's going on. But I know I, I thought they did really, really well with this episode uh, with the aliens. And, you know, that's always something that we there about. was um, there was one animation error that I thought was kind of funny in the end when uh, R2 is like broken and they're trying to fix him and everything. There's a couple of frames where they for, like they don't color in Kobe's eyes and they're just white and it's like very stark. And then the, and then in the next oh, yeah. I must have missed shot. That. Yeah. The next shot, they go back to it. I gotta say, I didn't like that Jan gets accepted into the Academy. And he's like, so I guess I'll just leave you two on this planet. You know, he's like, he's like, we're <laughs> friends now. Okay, bye. Like, stay on this hostile world by yourself. I think how long have they been missing? I like, know. Maybe an hour, yeah. a two or two. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, so not only has he, you know, tried to find their transport, yeah. came back and's like, hey, guys, I, I got our connected yeah. flight, yeah. guys. Yeah. Guys, where are you? Yeah. But then he gets on a ship, follows them. Yeah gets there just in time and it like all of a sudden has all this news like yeah well i made the imperial academy yeah. so uh he chased later them all down know, just to be like so long just to tell him yeah <laughs> he, does, he chases him down very just intimate to tell him hug he gives c-3po as well oh he does so, yeah, oh, he it's, it's yeah, tender so. it yeah. is tender it's very it's very tender <laughs> very tender <laughs> you know 
every time something ha- bad happens to 3PO, now that you said like, oh, is this where he gets his leg? Oh, yeah. His, you know, I, I always think, oh, this is going to be it. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. And I'm like, no, you know, it was kind of funny where his <laughs> neck got out of whack and he was all talking high. And like, I, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. You think Anthony Daniels was actually doing probably. that? He just probably had so much fun. Probably. Like, yeah, your neck is stretched. Yeah. OK, so. well, um, let's stick with the good. What was your Ichiwawa moment? Man, you know, OK, so remember back that we've always talked about. I feel like the the uh, major theme that we've had problems with is the weird slapsticky stuff yeah. with the droids, where we're just like, oh, yeah. come on, like it's so like you remember the whole um, twerking episode, <laughs> where it was just like, there's got to be there's got to be something that three PO does yeah. that's silly, yeah. and normally I'm just like, uh, and I don't know if it's just because I'm old and maybe a kid will think it's hilarious. You are old, yeah. But uh, yeah, well, you're older. True, well, a handful of months. But this episode, where I could not help but laugh at the fact that the Fuzzums had three PO do the 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 Jugadoo call. Yeah, and it was like to me, I was like when the Jugadoo came out of nowhere, yeah. I was like, oh, it was probably a mating call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so Ewoky like, though? Everything with that's that guy so was Ewoky. so Ewoky that I'm I'm convinced. Yeah. It's dude that killed me when it was just like, oh no, yeah. you know, and like, and then it was like, and the Jugadoo like was in love with him. And yeah, that was like so great. Like that to me, that was like that was good yeah. writing rather than just being like R two falling all over the place and like the the neck thing was kind of funny. And I thought, oh, I wonder how far they're gonna go with this if it's like gonna keep. Yeah, being but a they thing. didn't. That lasted it, just as long yeah. as it needed. Exactly, to. it didn't overstay you know? its welcome. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That makes sense. And so, yeah. And so, like, for me, that was like, <laughs> I freaking loved that. That got me a good chortle yeah. while I was watching. I was like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, call. It was funny. Those fossils. Sure. <laughs> got them. <laughs> what about you? Uh, mine is mine's kind of along the same lines, but I guess it's just a little broader. I, I think. Mm-hmm. If this show was pitched to me, this is the kind of show that I would want. You know, the droids, yeah, the droids are stuck with this kid and they're kind of like hijink adventure, like every episode. I think that's a perfect setup. Mm-hmm. And I really I had to like applaud it for that because I feel like, especially coming out of the two big arcs and everything, like this just feel like it hit all the marks that I've been wanting it to hit the whole time. So it's sort of like yeah. an Ichiwawa concept versus moment. But I just think the format of this episode was right and so far like if somebody was like which droid episode should i watch it would be this yeah this one i i feel like i'm on that same wavelength of views for me it worked because it was they were paired with a kid yeah yeah and so c3po and r2d2 felt more integral yep. in it they, they did. felt more needed yeah we like when it was the adults it was just like you know oh you know r2 was just used as a tool constantly yep where this, it was like R2 was part of it and he even got broken. Yeah. You know? And so it was like, it became more real. And it was just like the kids was like, oh no, because yeah. you didn't know what to do. Right. You know? I think it worked. I think that the kid worked because they're on a level playing field with the droids. Yeah. As far as like ingenuity mm-hmm. and like, you know, 3PO is yeah. kind of like, well, let's do yeah. this. And I, the kid I think was you like, hit it right, just right. Yeah, the okay, that, let's do the it. The fact that the droids were like actually needed. And not just like, why are yes. we, why are they wasting time with this fussy droid? Doesn't make any sense, but it did here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And he was, and 3PO was a protocol droid, yeah. right? He was correcting, he was teaching yeah. 
he'd be like what a protocol droid would do yeah. would be you know to teach people how to act and and be courteous and this and that and he is the prince yeah right he's lord toda's son yeah. that he's like oh no you know you you are going to be a person that's going to need to rely on his subjects mm -hmm. right there was like i mean here's there's that moral lesson there was a, a little tiny moral lesson in here and that's what changed kobe into being like you're right yeah. i do i need to trust them that this is going to yeah, work out stuff. and he changes yeah. he changes so yeah. yeah like overall we're good what about bad what did you what was your oak of arc something you just i just couldn't get over the fact that it wasn't a crossover that, that they didn't use the ewoks here because i feel like it's all right there. It would have been so easy. And it's weird that these two shows, which aired together, like as a package show, the droid Ewoks adventure hour, you know, the fact that they never until the comics did any kind of crossover, I think is crazy. And I just really feel like this would have been the perfect time for it because we're kind of right in the middle of the seasons. You know, it would have been a great time to have a yeah. crossover. And I think everything is there. You even have an Ewok stand in with the fuzzums. So I couldn't, <laughs> divorce myself oh. of that thought i was just like oh this is what's missing so and maybe that's maybe that's a cheat but i do feel like you know yeah i can just imagine him saying all right and this is where the ewoks come in yeah. and they're like whoa 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 yeah. whoa no 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 that's their own show yeah. this is droids yeah and he's like no guys this is gonna be yeah. great <laughs> trust me like before i mean this is what 85 yeah we didn't see a whole lot of like crossover stuff at that point i mean was there like Transformers and I, I think probably he man like, crossover say he, like He-Man She-Ra probably is He-Man She-Ra well, yeah more, okay that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. but uh yeah uh, so that, I, can, I can imagine I couldn't get over it what about you for me it was the Star Hunters I felt that they're oh. like I don't know I think it would have done better if it was just one guy I, I you know I couldn't tell who was in charge really that's true and it, they just didn't, they called them star hunters. And, and when I was writing it, I was like, they're star hunters. Yeah. That's what they, that's what they chose yeah. for these guys. Like, so I don't know, like that, I, I don't know. That kind of kept coming back and bugging me. And the one yeah. dude reminded me of the, uh, the one guy from Futurama. Zap Brannigan? Zap Brannigan. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 Leela. But yeah, yeah. Zap Brannigan. Leela. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can <laughs> see that. Just, so I could not get that out that of my head sense. that picture. i sort of appreciated about weird. it that it was like just sort of like a group of of it wasn't just like you know some nondescript alien race like we had with like manjalpa's people i like that it was right. like this scattering sort of like almost bounty hunter-esque um but they did sort of feel like bumbling bureaucrats calling that calling this episode yeah. kobe and the star hunters and having the star hunters be the villains and having them be just like junk salesmen the star hunters i wasn't expecting that it's, yeah. no you expect it to be cool and it's not so that's fair <laughs> yeah. we did see a, a, another dual cockpit a-wing you're right though we did. in a couple flyby yep. couple flybys and it was there was one sitting in the hangar bay yeah. when uh kobe was looking at all the little love me some sweet a-wing action so <laughs> especially the dual cockpit yeah. i think that's cool i that, agree that's fun. It, remi it reminds me of the uh speeders on hoth you know, <laughs> the uh that they're dual cockpit yeah such a weird yeah. design very specific design how many yub nubs do you give this man i you know this one was really hard thinking about how uh how much i yub nub it because like it, it felt good and i really liked it uh, you know 
I don't know. I feel like I have to give it pretty high marks because it was just all around. I, I really enjoyed it. I, f- I feel like a four or five, four point okay. five, you know, like a four, maybe four two five. Yeah. You know, um, a pretty hearty four, four two five. Yeah. Just because, like, I really liked it. It wasn't very complex. It was very linear to me. It was it kind of clever come that what they were interested in was the pet, that the pet was this like That's true. rare yeah. thing. So I, I thought that rather than just like, let's kidnap the prince, it was like they just wanted the pet. Ah, well, that's a good point. And I think that's yeah. kind of clever. Like I, I liked, I thought there was a little bit of depth in that sense. It was a weird flex that he was going to the academy, though. Yeah, like Jan Tosh is like, yeah, I'm, I can't get in there. And I was thinking yeah. like, if Kobe's going, <laughs> right. maybe you're too old, yeah, buddy. Maybe. Like. Maybe like, this is so funny. It's like, a children's how program. They, how young are they You're accepting? Yeah, it's like, Patrick it's Swayze. Like, uh, it's yeah. Vader I, youth I, program. Jeez, so bad. Yeah. They're like accepting children yeah. into the Imperial Academy. Like, Rough. holy crap, Rough man. Stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm right there. I'm right there with you in the ballpark. I, I think the thing that really takes away from it is when we get to the end and Jantosh is like, all right, I'm going to abandon you in this planet. And now you got to find new masters <laughs> and stuff. I just I will never understand yeah. the thinking of like let's let's keep upsetting the status quo every time rather than just giving yeah. them something to do. I they I do don't get they that, did but, they yeah. did keep the theme though of family right. That's always been True. like every time that they have separated from people, it's like you know like we've you know you know three PO is like oh it's been an honor serving you like every single time and they're always like no you're family yeah. you know and that this one. Same, Which, same thing, you know, you've you know, been family. And when, like, <laughs> when we've seen how all these things end and none of these characters will ever be seen or referenced again, it's kind of silly to have Jan be like, we'll be friends forever. Bye. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, <okay. bye. laughs> I'm probably oh, yeah. that stormtrooper yeah. that's shooting at yeah, you. That's, in a new yeah, that's Jan. That's, he's the one who <laughs> runs into right the, uh, he runs right into the, the ceiling. He's the one who runs into the. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, well I'm just happy to have two droids things in a row where we've got pretty good things to say about it overall I'm impressed so yeah yeah all right yeah okay well uh, next time uh, it's back to Endor Mm. with Ewoks comics number six the ice demon yes the ice demon so do you think it's going to be as epic as the name is uh, or is it going to be a Star Hunter situation where it's just a bunch of like <laughs> Who knows? middle-aged pot-bellied men? Um, I I'm going to say yes. I'm going to I'm going to say that the Ice Demon. <laughs> I think they finally hit the mark with the Maybe Ice the Demon. Ice Demon I mean, is the one. Yeah. Is it going to be? Is going to be like the? Isn't every animal the something demon? Oh no, so. it's the the it's flying the, demon. The demon. Oh no, it's the lava fire the demon. Grass demon. Yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> I think you might be right, but I guess we'll find out. I shouldn't mock. We'll find I don't out. know. Yeah, we'll find out next time. On this It'll probably be life. my favorite yeah, one. I hope so. Yeah. All right. See you then. Tune in next time. I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> this Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include '90s Music Got Me Like, previously on X Men, and 9021 Here We Go. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or X at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. I'm listening. Don't Google myself. That killed me. You have the boldness of a much younger woman. <laughs>